Hey guys, welcome to our next episode of Besties with Benefits. This is your favorite host, Mike Navega. <laughs> Wait, I thought I was the favorite one. Well, this is Helga De Rosa. And we'll let you guys vote online who your favorite host is. Pineapple, where's my pineapple crew? Come through, put your votes on the page. Nah, uh, 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 Dr. Joy in the house. Whoop, whoop. Hey, no pineapple curls on Twitter. Anywho, today we are talking about why do you even need a best friend? So before we embark on our multi-episode bestie boot camp, we wanted to set the stage on why this relationship that Helga and I have are really so important. Later on in the episode, we'll dig into some research, make a valuable case on why you really need a best friend. I think we hear a lot of people, especially around our age, are like, I don't need a best friend or I don't have any close friends or whatnot. And I think people um, like don't see the value in it. I think we're so focused on relationships as in like boyfriend, girlfriend, marriages or that. And we place such a high standard and high value on that, that we disregard friends and don't truly see the depthness that it can have and how much of an asset it is within our life. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when we were kids, right? We were conditioned to think that you're going to meet Prince Charming and you're going to fall in love and it's just going to magically happen when actually relationships between two people take a lot of work and we like to for everyone to sit down and analyze their friendships in the same way um many people might think that okay me and this person likes the same things we like to we have a lot of fun together boom we're best friends and that's it but the the relationship is way more complex it also goes back to show like a lot of people you know they get into relationships and they say oh i want my partner to be my best friend but yet if you don't know how to how to be a good friend or how to be a best friend. How do you expect your relationship to thrive? So I think being able to have an amazing best friendship like you and I have, it'll also help us in the future in our relationships as well. So I think if people can grasp that and be able to develop those before relationship, it's only going to make them have a better partner. Mm-hmm. Me being the science nerd that I am, decided to go online and see like what is the research done on best friendship. And surprisingly, there hasn't been that much. But really recently, this is cool to just pop up on. Those study that was published earlier this year, um, where they these researchers followed like 169 teenagers from the age of like 15, 16 to like 25, and they asked them to like. They asked them at age 15, come on, bring your bestie in, and we're going to watch you two on video. And so uh-huh. there were people that came in, and they'd be like, they talked about their relationships, they talked about issues at school and whatnot, and the research- researchers were able to tell which kids had strong relationships and which ones did it. At the end of the study, at age 25, um, they started to see that the kids that were able to keep their besties up until 25 had less symptoms of depression and anxiety and they also had a greater sense of self-worth which is so cool that's amazing and i think for me it makes me self-reflect on like my hardest years maybe not like 15 but maybe like my early 20s where i didn't really have any close friends and there was so much that was going on in my life where 
you know, there were moments of like depression and so much anxiety and not feeling like I was good enough and that self-worth. And I think like during that time frame, had I had like a best friend um, that was there to like uplift me and like, you know, help me through that, I think it would have been so much easier. So I think people don't see the big impact that it has in your life. Mm -hmm. And then that's like a shout out to parents. We both grew up in like immigrant households where they don't give any flying fucks about your little friends. Like, I mean, my parents were so strict (laughs) at one point where I wasn't allowed to do slumber parties. I wasn't allowed to stay at people's houses late. Friends, friends, friends are for what? They, you leave them at school. (laughs) You weren't allowed. Exactly. (laughs) I remember my friends, like they'd be like, come sleep over. And I'm like, uh, my mom is not letting me sleep over. I said, like, no, go ask her. I'm like, I am not asking my mom. Like I already know the answer is no. Like parent, I think immigrant parents just think like friends are going to like take you down the wrong path and they're going to influence you. And they're like the devil and all that. So yeah, like I don't have friends. My friends were my church friends and whoever I talked to at school. And that was it. We didn't hang out outside of that. I couldn't go to parties. I couldn't go to your house. I couldn't even go to the movies. So, um, and I think that place into factors of um like why i think when you're so sheltered like that as well it makes it a little hard to know how to create those friendships Mm -hmm. as well it can be like a struggle point Mm -hmm. i know it was super hard because like all the other kids would go to each other's houses and whatnot and like end up becoming so close to each other and like i basically lived in a bubble where like i left them there and i always felt like especially in high school i struggled a lot with being like feeling like an outsider and that doesn't help your sense of self-worth like i remember my senior year in high school my sense of self-worth was so low like that i didn't like i remember i didn't even want to go to college i didn't even think i could go to college and i was somebody who like i was at one of the, a top private school i probably could have gone to any school that i wanted to but i ended up only applying to one school cuz my sense of self-worth and my depression alone i did have a best friend but it wasn't the type of best friendship that I think that I needed at that time um, to really Mm -hmm. support me and support myself. And, you know, another thing is that we can't be saying that we need a child needs another child to, like, grow, but it's crazy. But this study proves that they do. Um, Even just saying that out loud sounds weird to me. (laughs) Like, two children need each other. and Yeah, I know, but I agree. I think a lot of... I don't want to say necessarily like bad decisions that I made, but not mm-hmm. the smartest decisions that I made, like in my early twenties, I think had I had like, like the, like the friendship that I have with you now, mm-hmm. I think it would have helped me not have made those decisions. If that makes any sense. Like, I think our friendship would have guided me to make better decisions. Had I had that friendship during that time. Yeah. Frame, especially in that's like a time when so you're like important. so impressioned by boys. Yes. And you're so easily influenced by them where you're so quick to be like, Oh, okay, but then having a best friend where you're like, girl, check yourself. Like, this boy, you know, like, things like that. Like, having those conversations. Like, and when you don't have that, you make decisions that sometimes aren't the smartest. And I know I've made plenty of those. <laughs> like you were saying, the research is there. Well, there and somewhat not there. But I think there's a lot more, like, long-term effects as well of having a best friendship. So, I, I you know, I think it's very important that we dig into that and dive into that so that people can see and realize Um, You know that you need that. And it's not to say, like, I know we mentioned, like, as a child, you should be able to develop that. But it's not to say that now at whatever age you are, you can develop that friendship. So no way 
do you have to think like, oh, I'm like in my late 20s, like, how am I going to find a best friend now? Like, you know, or how am I going to make a new friend now? Like, you know, it's all possible. And I think we're, you know, we're going to get into that into in other podcasts, but I don't want you to feel discouraged that, you know, at whatever point you are in your life that you can't form or create that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to build up on that, so we're going to go through a whole bunch of things that we discovered that affect you positively or negatively if you have a best friend or not so the number one thing as we've kind of touched about is it affects the way that you think about yourself and so back in the early 90s there was a study on the Michelangelo effect which means if you're hanging out with somebody that already sees you as a great person then you are more likely to become a good person be a better person that person that you want to be that they see in their eyes because they already see you like that but if you hang out with people that are constantly shitting on you you're gonna stay a shitty person (laughs) (laughs) i think for it is insane but i think for like you and i i can say that i think for me like my self-worth was definitely a lot lower than what it is now and i think that in part has to do with that friendship because you always saw me in the best light. And you always like used to say that, like, you know, like when I was going through whether certain relationships or whatnot that, you know, were toxic, you always would tell me like, you're, you're better than this. And you saw me in such like this beautiful light that through that, it allowed me to slowly start to see myself in that light. And then I'm like, Hey, I want to, I know she's saying this, but I really want to make sure that she's seeing me in LA. So then it helps you make better decisions and start to improve yourself. And you have that positivity in your life. And it has that influence for you to become a better person. I mean, it's like they say, like they say all the time, like choose your partners, your partners wisely. But it's the same thing. Choose your partners and friends wisely. Because they say like, what is that? Um, Show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Mm-hmm. It's it's very important. Like if you hang out, like you said, with people who gossip all the time or talk bad like don't you think they're talking bad about you as well like you just get stuck yeah. not wrong and like, then when you and i think that's the the point where like if you're hanging out with people who are gossiping all the time um and you're gossiping all the time then you become paranoid and you're not able to even have good relationships with other people because you automatically assume that's what other people do it's like a catch-22 and that's why i always like for me like i would rather be lonely than be in a negative environment because i know me i'm like a sponge and so I pick up the qualities of the people around me and so if I'm around people who are doing negative things I literally have to run away because I know I'm gonna get caught up because I'm a sponge (laughs) yeah no I mean and that's good that you know that about yourself and I think that's a lot of us are sponges just like they say children are sponges and everything you say or do around them they pick up I think even as adults we retain that Mm -hmm. I just think is that we tend to think that we don't but I think like subconsciously we do pick up on those things yeah and that brings me to uh like point number two that your friends your best friend especially expect affects the lifestyle and your preferences um it comes down like the way that you choose your money like you spend your money is really similar to your friends um going on vacation um and also how you like spend your time like are you doing like charity work and whatnot or are you partying all the time um and they also your friends also affect your eating habits and if you're working out and things like that. So to know, like, if I'm not friends with someone that's, if I'm friends with someone who's super unhealthy, I'm more likely to be unhealthy. So I need to find someone who has the same habits as me if I want to 
produce those. And that's where Helga has been so amazing in my life. Like watching her go through her journey of becoming like fit Barbie on us, um, pushed me to get out of my own bad habits and become more healthier and more organized. Like because of her, I'm, my house is way more organized <laughs> guys. I have to be a <laughs> mess, but every single time she comes down and visits me, I learn how to freaking organize a little bit more. Sorry. That was Momo jumping around the place. And now I'm pretty well together, maybe for like two closets. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, you've definitely, I will say, you've gotten a lot better since the first time I visited you. Um, but I mean, <laughs> you don't need me to be your housewife anymore. <laughs> I'm trying. It's a lot of work. As soon as she shows up, I'm like, I'm done for like a couple of days. You can clean. <laughs> This is, this is um, how you pay yeah, your stay. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true what you say. They do affect so many decisions in your life. And I think even like going back to the financial piece where people don't think of friends in that light of like a financial aspect, but it is like, I know even with you and I, like sometimes you're like, I want to do this. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. stop it. <laughs> you are not buying that. <laughs> like, and, and vice versa. Like, I think it goes goes to that whole piece of accountability like we Mm -hmm. keep each other accountable and it's like you know I have goals you have goals and we're there to help each other accomplish that so it's like Mm -hmm. no I'm not gonna let you spend three thousand dollars on a what was it a Gucci fanny pack it wasn't three thousand dollars it wasn't three thousand dollars it was one thousand (laughs) dollars And it's funny because like, so Helga and I are not together, like not materialistic people. But then I moved down here and we were going out girls. And like at one point we were at some table at some club and every single girl had a Chanel bag and (laughs) all of them. And I was just like, you know, Chanel bags. Yeah, but like those bags cost at least five grand. And like it's funny, like us too. Like we we were, we were like completely fine because it wasn't just like one of us without a Chanel bag. We just had, didn't have Chanel bags together. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone wants to buy Chanel bags for Christmas? Hey. hey. I mean, your birthday's coming up sooner than Christmas. Yeah. If you want to be sponsor this podcast um, with the Chanel bag? Yeah. If you got a Chanel bag, we're selling it and we're putting the funds. No. Creating this no, podcast. I want to be like the other the girls will <laughs> be with like my new friends <laughs> but it's so true like so you imagine like if you have like you're hanging out with friends who have it i'm not saying there's anything wrong with having designer things at all like if mm-hmm. you have it great if you can afford it um but let's say like you can't afford it and you're hanging out with a friend who does or maybe has someone who's sponsoring whatever it may be like that affects you to then like you know start to think like oh like i need that like you know and you can break the bank trying to fake in appearance and like if you don't have that friends that keep you accountable like it, it makes a big difference and i think if we started looking at friendships more as investments mm-hmm. as opposed to just friendships um i think we'd succeed better at them to see that okay this friendship is one i have benefits that i'm getting from it it's affecting me financially emotionally physically spiritually whatever it is and if we looked at it in that way i think one, I think the world would be a better place. But that's and like you have like lasting friendships. Yeah, but you have to be careful because like one of the reasons why I mean, as much as I think you should invest into your friends, I don't think the the slippery slope with that is thinking that you're gonna get like automatically thinking that you're gonna get something back. Like I'm investing this much time, effort into you and that means you must give me xyz back or like hang out with me i think that's it's a very slippery slope so you have to realize like i'm choosing 
to give myself to this other person but if they don't give anything back that's okay um kind of like I, I you know it's like it's like yeah, weird I mean, to, to a certain extent I think so I definitely agree with your saying so touche definitely um obviously you know you don't give to receive I agree um but I think just like you're you you make careful decisions with what you invest in financially i think it also goes to show that you make mm-hmm. careful decisions with who you invest in as friends yeah obviously you're not going to give yourself to a multitude mm-hmm. but obviously you give but you can't also be in like a one-way friendship either yeah um so i mean something has to give mm-hmm. um but i definitely understand what you're saying like you're not giving with the expectation expectation of receiving because yeah. it reminds um, me about, you know choosing wisely because mm-hmm. it reminds me of this uh, quote we have found um he's a professor at, of english at vassar college bottle sharp he says um it's not about what someone can do for you it's who and what the two of you become in each other's presence and so if i'm investing into you and you're investing in me and we are just both growing each other's presence that's beneficial but um, just going back to that because I was just like, ooh, invest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next point that we wanted to make, friendships in the present influence the nature of your friendships in the future. This is like when we were talking about earlier about people who are gossiping a lot and whatnot. And like if you can't learn how to have, um, I feel like in your 20s, how to make good friendships and have best friends. What happens and when you grow up and say you're separate from your friends now, um, you separate from the friends that you make or you never really learn how to make friends and then you grow up, you get married, you move to a new city and then maybe you have a kid and like you join mommy daycare group but you don't have the tools to learn how to make friends so you feel isolated. Having learning how to be a best friend allows you to have even more friends add to that too i think when you say like friendships in the present influence friendships in the future it goes to show like let's say i know we had talked about this in our introduction a little bit right like you you um have a best friend and let's say like that friendship ends up going to shits and it doesn't end well like that makes you wary to like get into another friendship Mm -hmm. like you know that makes you less trustworthy of that person or like you kind of close yourself off to other friendships. So that's why it's so important. Like the friendships that you have now, like affect, you know, your future, same thing as relationships, countless people get into relationships and whatever, they go to shits and they're like, Oh my God, all men are shit and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I can't trust men. And then what happens in their future relationship? They bring all that baggage in God, the poor guy who probably is like, has, like literally doesn't know what's going on and this lady's like i don't trust him well why does why does why don't you trust him because of a past relationship Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with friendships same exact thing definitely i mean i mean i did notice in the future i'll talk about some of my other best friendships that have made it hard um maybe in the beginning of you and i's relationship probably to form um because we were like skeptical of each other at first and i know at first i tried to like i kept you at bay a little bit because i knew like i wanted to be close to you but like i was scared of at the beginning of having a best friend again because of the hurt that i had gone through um very previously um before you came along um and the other point to make is that like people see Helga's and I friendship and it's just like it's just you two and that's like not even true like our friendship allows 
us to make other friends with other become friends with other people very quickly because we know what happens when you have a best friend and so like Helga's out here making friends with people up in Boston and I'm trying my friend uh, hard to make friends with new people and make those bring those relationships up to the same level as Helga and I maybe they won't get there but (laughs) there's a goal (laughs) I agree and I and I and like it's like you say like yeah like we the two of us hold like the hierarchy of like best friendships in Mm -hmm. each other's lives but like you have other besties I have other besties I have friends that I socialize with that I hang out with and you do as well um and I think it it goes to say like having a great friendship allows you to have more friends so in no way does it isolate you it's like you said like you want to kind of like elevate everybody to the besties club Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to take what I learned here in our friendship. And and I know that's what I'm doing currently in, in some of my other friendships. Like, hey, like, I have this great friendship with Mikey, and this is what I learned, and this is how we grew. And now I want our, like, my other friendships to also grow to that level, because who doesn't want to have a great freaking tribe with them at the top? Like, let's be realistic. So, you know, I, I think that's very important that you mentioned. Our next point is that it's been proven that people with more social with more social support aka they have more friends um, and support a family they are less stressed of course and physically healthier and they're more likely to live longer and that can you say that again like can you like you can live longer if you keep good people around you that's crazy i think that might be like the simplest thing you can ever do to live mm-hmm. a longer life like have great friends <laughs> so imagine if you have like great it's, it's, friends that eat well exercise and don't stress you out that's it. like yeah. you literally add years to your life yeah it, it's crazy it's it, and, and this is actually an actual study that was done like that strong social connections increase people's lifespan mm-hmm. like that's insane and yet we're so nonchalant when it comes to friendships yeah and i feel like people especially like our generation right now we get to a point where everyone's getting married and whatnot and it's like i see people getting married and then they like kind of like shut off like their social circle or their lives um and like take a step back from their best friendship which is fine um but i think it's important even if you're married or in a relationship to like have a day or two of the week that you dedicate to building relationships with other people because I feel like your partner shouldn't be should be your best friend but you should have other friends as well and and other people to support on because like if you're constantly bringing all your baggage to one person it, it it becomes emotional dumping and why don't you leave and take a break and miss that person and come back to them and whatnot Um, No, I agree. And I mean, I think for me, like I have a great friend who, you know, she's married, she has kids, but she makes it an effort to like hang out with me and have girls night. And and so I find it hard when people say like, oh, yeah, like I'm married, I have kids, I don't have time, which I get. I'm in no way am I trying to like downplay the amount of stress and work that comes with marriage and kids but i think it's also an effort that has to be made mm-hmm. like you make time for the things that you want and and like shout out to daisy a like you know <laughs> she has two wonderful kids and a husband but like she's always reaching out to me like hey let's hang out even if it's as simple as just like going to her house and like talking for a couple minutes or she makes it intentional to have girls and i think that's so important i think the friendships that she has with her girls 
helps her have a better marriage as well because Mm -hmm. like she can talk to us she can vent or or whatever it is and it takes her away from the home life and then and distracts her for a little bit so that she can go back home like being happier you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's very important that people see that when they get into marriages or even just relationships that they don't close off their social Mm -hmm. circle i mean i've been so guilty of that like that's happened now my last relationship like long-term relationship um, I thought I needed to like lose all my friends to be a good girlfriend and I kind of cut off so many connections that were really really important to me as an extrovert I, I I connect with people very easily and I need like lots of people in my social network that's just me I need that and I tried to become this girlfriend that did everything with her boyfriend and 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 we were like besties and everything we, we talked about everything and whatnot and it just became too much to the point i think one day he's like stop texting me so damn much and i was like <laughs> i was like but you're my only person <laughs> no and i've i've done that too i mean i've done that when we were friends i think in in the beginning and i was I, I yeah i've been very guilty of that very guilty i did close off I closed myself off for quite a few years and I was just so wrapped up and consumed. And now when I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, had I had these friends around, like I could have made so much better decisions. Like you close yourself off and like you say, like you expect everything from this person. We all struggle with a little bit, but I think it's something that if we're aware of it and self-conscious of it, it's of making sure that we don't. Our next point that we wanted to make is that friendships also have a physical impact on our body so um without getting too anatomical um we have a nerve called the vagus nerve and um it allows our body to feel at ease or on guard um and so it's been noted that when someone isn't isn't able to create authentic friendship that the vagus nerve isn't really exercised to this degree and then it loses tone and then people aren't able um to make deep connections so if you don't start making these deep connections at 15 16 and into your 20s and whatnot maybe you're someone who um for example has been working so hard um, for whatever reason throughout your 20s you build an entire empire and then you get to 50 or 60 and you're like maybe probably 45 50 and you're like okay now i'm ready to make connections with people um and have friends and have family you probably won't be able to so this whole idea of putting people off or putting friendship uh, off till you're in a better place in life is a complete fallacy i'm just like in shock like it's the points that we've gone over is crazy is crazy and i think the next point is my favorite point um i think it's one that we were both super shocked about i remember oh, when you, you found make it, it you like texted you make to it? me <laughs> and i was just like omg like so pay attention guys because this next one is insane so basically you know how we all hold marriage to this high standard and money like we all want to chase money but There's actually a study that was published that says that friendships, social relationships and friendships are more valuable than money in marriage. Yes, you heard me correctly. More valuable than money in marriage. Mm -hmm. Like what? 
So and there was numbers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get into it, Mikey. You can go over, like, the numbers yeah, that they found. But so it's they're ridiculous. saying that if you, right now, the way that you are with your friendships, that you have an amazing social life, if you decided to quit your job today to go find a job that would diminish your ability to hang out with your friends and see people that you love and yada, yada, you would need to be paid about $150,000 extra to make up for the amount of loss and happiness and value in your life. And as Helga just mentioned, like the fact that they, in this study, they played for marriage to see if that changed how much value that these people have in their life over time. And marriage wasn't even a factor. It was more so of a factor that these people, if they had more friends, it was more valuable in their life. That's crazy. Like what? So that means I would need to. So, and it's 150,000 on top of what you already make yeah like to counterbalance that like what and people be taking raises that make that make their lives miserable for like pennies <laughs> literally it's so funny when jobs be like oh you got like a five percent raise and then you do the math of it like buy a paycheck or whatnot and it's like mm-hmm. oh great i get 25 cents more and like you know and 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 not to say that obviously you should weigh like great opportunities versus friends but i think it's something that you should definitely factor in like and and i'm still i'm i'm just still flabbergasted at the hundred and fifty thousand dollars extra income you would need to offset those great social in terms of your life satisfaction you know because like at the end of the day like What is the point of life? And when you ask people this question, like, what do they say? They want to spend time with their family. They want to spend time with their friends. Yet we commonly make decisions in life or that negate that, that spending time with people that we love and care for. And we sacrifice this life satisfaction for money and then you get this wealth and then for what? It's leaving you. (laughs) Yes, it's better, but it's only to a certain point. Um, so at least this point in general made me realize like, okay, in the future going forward, like, yes, I need to find a career or I'm in a career, but also work as much as I need to support myself and get the things that I need. But there comes a point where you need to stop because your life isn't going to get much better with more work. It's going to get better with more valuable time spent with people like friends and family. Yeah. I mean, cause let's be realistic when you're on your dying bed. What are you going to remember? Are you going to remember all the money that you made? No. You're going to be laying on your deathbed thinking about those funny moments you had with people who are surrounding you, your loved ones, your friends. Like, do you really want to be grandma sitting on the rocking chair at 70 telling stories to your grandchildren about, I work six, seven days a week? Like, no, they want to hear the funny, good stories. Like, hey, mm-hmm. me and your auntie were doing this, this, and the third. Like, yeah. you know, like, those are priceless those stories those memories and for me like you can't put a price on that like i get it obviously you have to work you have to support yourself but you have to have discipline within your work and i mean i know this kind of goes it's a little bit of a sidebar but i've also read an article that says like people who people who like work extra hours and do all this that doesn't make you a good employee Um, people who can actually be disciplined to keep work at work and just work whatever it may be or 40 hours or whatever it's so maybe like that makes you a better employee Mm -hmm. like you know um but yeah like you you can't put a price on friendships you you really can't and i and i and i hope that the points that we went over is a strong like a, a 
what's the word that I'm looking for? Like a strong case for like people to understand the value that friendships have. Mm-hmm. And I recently read this book called uh, The One Thing. Um, and it's this whole book that discusses how to focus your life on one thing at a time conquering that and then moving on and a big part of the book um is talking about to get extraordinary results blocking out your time so that when you're working on your idea your company or whatever you're 150 percent in that but blocking all time also for family and people and being completely off like people also think that their life needs to be balanced but it was this idea that I really loved of counterbalance so you counterbalance this extreme time of productivity with extreme time of having fun and taking care and being with the people that you really like to be with so um it's so much fun so get out there and do it and like get intimate with people. Um, our next point, I just want to talk about real quick on why you should not have a best friend. And our first point we already touched upon about is if you're just friends with someone to get something out of them. Like that's fucked up. That's being a user. That's not being your friend. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to do that. Sidebar, but <laughs> She's supposed to trademark that. We aren't able to use it soon. So I'm getting it out. Okay. So get it out now. <laughs> no, no. You need a, uh, no. <laughs> and you have to cut off the. <laughs> yeah, guys. I'll, I'll give me a couple. Po- give me a couple episodes, and then I'll come back. It's gonna be trademarked <laughs> by then. I'm not gonna be able to use it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I know we just dove in quickly into why you should not have a best friend. I, I know it sounds probably like counter and think it's important i think people are probably like wait what you guys just told me i should have a best friend and now you're telling me why i should not um but i think it's important like you said if you're like just looking to get something out of somebody like that's not a best friendship like Mm-mm. don't and i think we've all had friends who have used us for certain things mm-hmm. no because here's the thing like i know i sound rude as hell saying this is why you should not have a best friend. But like, if you are not ready to have a best friend, if you are not ready to give and not expect, if you are not ready to help make somebody better, it's not about you. It's about how you make that other person feel. And then in return, they will make you feel great. But if you're, yeah. if you just go into it being like, I want this out of this friendship, like in terms of like material, cause like a lot of times, like I see like, like especially like on these days on Instagram and stuff, people want friends to hype them up to get more and more followers, get more exposure. Like no, mm-hmm. like that's so fake. They want friends. I mean, I think that goes into yeah. I mean, I think that goes into like you shouldn't have a best friend if you just want the image mm-hmm. of a friendship. So like you said, like oh, you want to post cute little selfies on Instagram. Oh, you want to just go out and be cute together. Like <laughs> no, that's not what a friendship is. Like. Granted, you can have a great best friend and do all that. But if that's like the only thing that you're looking for, and I think today's society, we're so focused on the image of things like with social media, the image that we portray. So it's like, yeah, everybody wants this 
beautiful friendships. I mean, kind of like with us, mm-hmm. people like see us and they're like, oh my God, you guys have a great friendship. I want a friend like that, blah, blah, Because they see the fun. Mm-hmm. They see the pictures. They see that. But they don't see everything else that goes into it. They don't see the building that we've done. They don't mm-hmm. see, you know, outside of the great pictures or, you know, the fun that we may portray on social media. Like there's tears. There's yeah. moments that are hard. There's, they don't you know, see like us like calling. Like people like nowadays, they'll ghost you. You call somebody out, they'll ghost you. Like they don't see like you call like like if one of if I call a Helga, 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 yeah, we'll get butt hurt. Maybe we won't talk to each other for like a couple hours or a day. But we're going to deal with that problem. But what I've seen a lot of people in our millennial generations you call them out and they just run away and you don't hear from them ever again and i personally don't have time for that bullshit anymore i don't yeah you know if you're not we're aggressive like get it like helga and i are very aggressive (laughs) i mean no you call me aggressive you say i don't know my friends tell me i'm super aggressive i'm not the only one who calls you aggressive no, somebody else, two other people have called me. You're hella aggressive. Like, it's like the low-key little underbelly side of Helga. Is it that really shit? is, because I'm like an introvert, so people don't expect it, and then it's just like, rawr. <laughs> rawr. <laughs> and um, so then when we get into our arguments and our issues, we're hella aggressive. <laughs> you literally, so Mikey, when she's about to, um, like, when I tell her something, and I know she's like, um, you literally, this is what you do. You're like, so I'm about to lay it on you. You're like, I don't want to, but I'm about to. And I literally get quiet for a second. And then I like, I'm like, okay, go ahead. She's like, like, take a deep breath. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, I, because the thing is like, I know you're not doing it from a bad place. Like you're doing it to like, like help me improve myself and like be better. And I appreciate that. Like, I'd rather you tell me the truth than like, give me some bullshit Mm -hmm. like and I keep doing whatever wrong or whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. like no like that doesn't make sense like so like yeah you're yeah we get into it like it's not all smiles and giggles all the time like there's lots of times we get into it but we both know it's from Mm -hmm. a good place it's like it doesn't last long it's like okay like yeah my feelings are hurt but they're why they hurt yeah and you have to learn how to like be like that because like i wasn't always like this um i was my one of my besties in undergrad who i love so much and miss Teresa. um she taught me she would come at my neck and then she'd be like why are you where are you going and i was like i thought you don't like me you don't love me anymore it's over and she's like shut (laughs) up we're still gonna be like we're besties like whatever like and i think that art of like calling each other out and still like like being able to move forward is kind of lost with our generation with the whole uh, invention of ghosting so if you really want to be a bestie with someone no ghosting that's rude anywho my next reason why you should not have a best friend is if you're not ready to open up okay um it's been like along with like your vagus nerve going to shit if you don't have friends it it by having shallow, unfulfilling, and non-reciprocal relationships with people also hurts you physically. Um, not only do you feel more lonely, you end up feeling isolated, and then you're more likely to have alcoholism, more likely to smoke, more likely to have obesity. Like, how many people, when we can get into the, are emotionally eat when they're by themselves, drink when they're by themselves, yeah. um... And again, this you're doing all these things, getting into addictions, and the next thing you know, like, and your body's having these physical replications that will lead to dying earlier. Um, so no, you so need to open up. A strong team. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it, I mean, like you said, like with the whole, um, like alcoholism, you know, drug use, things like that, like a lot of them, you see that they lack a close friend or, or, or a close social network because you don't just randomly wake up and become an alcoholic. Like it's progressive. And it's like, you know, a lot of times it stems from loneliness and not having someone to talk to or vent to. So it's like, it, it, it goes, it's two and two together. Like if you have that social network there, that best friend, like when I'm feeling, how many times do I feel sad and lonely? And I'm like, and I call you and you're there to like, we realm and you know, our little emotions together, but then you're there to lift me up. Like, you don't let me, you know, you, you know, you're there, to, you're with me throughout the process. So it's like, I don't feel alone. Like granted, like we live miles apart. Like you live all the way in Texas. I'm in Boston, but I never feel alone. Like if that makes any sense. And I think, because it's like, I always know you're there, whether it's 2am, whether it's 7am, we have like a morning ritual therapy session almost every morning. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's that thing, like Get you up have and- to be able to open up and have like be there and that's a whole clause i mean we can get into this later but vulnerable that's like all vulnerability and vulnerability is very hard for people i love being i'm like i'm the weirdest person i love being vulnerable i love being emotional i love all that mushy gushiness but a lot of people don't and because it makes them feel weak and if you're vulnerable that doesn't mean you're weak being vulnerable is like being a sponge like it allows you to feel things but doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna go out and be destructive with what you've like taken in and so being weak is actually taking that stuff and being destructive with it and so if you learn how to just open up you actually become stronger because i because i've allowed people in and allowed people to hurt me i am a very strong person i can take almost anything um and you learn so much about people when you open up because when you open up others are more likely to open up and that's how i become intimate with people very quickly is because they see me out and bear and then it makes them relate that they start to relate to me and then they give that back and i think that's like the basis um of helga's eye relationship was that i was just open and bare with her and just waiting for her to open up <laughs> yeah i think for me that was my struggle piece is the mm-hmm. vulnerability like to me I think previously I viewed vulnerability as a weakness and mm-hmm. I was very afraid of being vulnerable. And it's something that with being friends with you, I've been able to break down those walls and I've been able to do that in other friendships and other aspects of my life. Granted, vulnerability is still a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie, but it's gotten a lot better. It's something that I'm working on and I am realizing that being vulnerable doesn't make you weak. It does make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like you have to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to succeed, to be able mm-hmm. to grow, to be able to bond with people. And if you can't do that, everything you have is kind of like superficial. Mm-hmm. Really the friendships you have are superficial if you're not able to be vulnerable, if you're not able to break down that wall and be your best, be be yourself, like show your cards on the table and allow that person to show um, there's as well like you can't just play life with a poker face you can't just have a poker face in a friendship like you know you have to see the true meaning and the true value of it how do we always end up in like little jams and songs because like i am a walking musical there's always music playing in my head <laughs> I don't know why that just made me think of I know this is like super random guys but it just made me think of um something I saw the other day that said like the hallmark of a good relationship is 
being able to dance like in the middle of the street with like no music playing I, I don't know guys that was like super random but it just made me think about that when you said like you always have music playing in your head so mm-hmm. you can just like randomly go in the like, middle of the street I dance just in the dance street the all the time like you, you go through my like ig roll or my snapchat there's probably a bunch of videos of me dancing in the street outside of clubs at like 2 a.m at let out i'm like famous for this <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a few of those. <laughs> That's our thing. Um, so we would love to hear back from you guys. Um, why? Do you, how has having a best friend impacted you? And we'll share next week or in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned. Make sure you you know leave comments on our IGs. We would love to hear back from you guys. Mm-hmm. Get some feedback. Give you guys a shout out on our new on our um, upcoming episodes. So stay tuned. I hope that the information that we provided you today helps you see the value, and hopefully it helps you. You know whether you already have a best friend already, or maybe you have a friend who's you know pushing towards that bestie status. You know that'll help you get there and really see the value that it has in your life and the impact that it can have. In your Europe, and next week we will continue our bestie rants um, with who should be your best friend do, do, do. Hey. Hey. who should be your best friend and who should not be your best friend not everyone can be your best friend maybe that person that you call your best friend right now is not supposed to be your best friend hmm. how about Ooh. that <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to open up a can of worms you need to cut it yeah, maybe that person that you in these in IG photos with all damn they should not be your best friend, you know? Maybe you rushed it too yikes. and you just want the image of best friend and that person should not actually be your best friend. Ooh, Ooh. yikes. I know some of y'all are feeling really salty right now. <laughs> no one's so feeling sure salty. You stay <laughs> 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 feeling salty. Oh my god. All right, till next time. Bye guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye.